0: This is me, Toku, and everyone we know, a podcast about friends watching Japanese science fiction and fantasy media from As to Kaiser to Zerum. I'm Kyle. I'm Quincy. Quincy, we are the lowest-selling podcast host in Neo-Clarksville. What the fuck did we do to ourselves?
1: <laughs> we watched Lion Maru G, which is... I don't know who this show is for. Yeah, so you watched three episodes of Lion Maru
0: G, specifically.
1: Yes. I watched And then I said no more. I'm not gonna watch
0: any more of this. Yes. Okay, Quince, I'm gonna pitch you on a television program. Let me know what you think of this. Okay. So it's the near dystopian future. The entire government is controlled by a shadowy ninja magical sorcerer. Uh Uh-huh. Crime is running rampant. There are contact lenses that make you into insane super soldiers that are like the drug of like the designer drug drug of choice Mm -hmm. in this dystopian future. Our only hope are the reincarnations of ancient magical ninja cat people, one of which is a scumbag that does not want to be a superhero. The other one is a cold-blooded hitman that is actually working for the evil sorcerer. They collide and have to battle out their differences to save the world. Does that sound dope as shit? It does. It actually sounds really good. That is the premise of Lion Maruji.
1: Quincy, what is Lion Maruji actually about? It is about a uh, gigolo who is grabbing his crotch all the time and just complaining about being a, a cat man. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. I mean, the mono myth, which
0: is bullshit, but the hero's journey—you get the call to action. The hero rejects the call, whatever, whatever. You know, the hero takes up the call, grows, and defeats Darth Vader. Lion G gets stuck on Hero rejects the call for, as far as I can tell, 13 fucking episodes. Oof, it's bad. They so, reset um, his characterization every opening credits.
1: <laughs> so, basically, uh, he is a host, mm-hmm. which means he is a cute dude at a karaoke bar mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, women can pay to hang out with. And may or may not provide other favors definitely under the table. Uh, but he's the lowest selling host in his club. Mm-hmm. And literally um, has two obnoxious women who are, for lack of a better word, like, just cat people. Like, they're <laughs> they're just, like, schlubby, hypersexual women that he does not want to, to be with. And they spend and... a lot of time on the two, like schlubby
0: unattractive women and they're not like objectively unattractive women but they are treated the way you would treat like a swamp witch
1: yeah and they also are messy so they uh every time they're shown they have their own corner booth at this karaoke bar and they have trashed it with garbage They bring garbage in from outside the karaoke bar. They bring food. The, that's the other thing is yeah. they bring outside food, which is reprehensible. But <laughs> they, yeah. They refuse to purchase anything at the karaoke bar and instead just bring bottled water from home. Yeah.
0: So our protagonist, Shishimaru, which you might recognize that name from Magic of the Ninja, the original Lion Maru, which is based on. Um, wears like a white elvis president shoot masturbates chronically and just complains about his life thinks he's a womanizer but is just chronically
1: masturbating in public yeah it's very uh gross it's and i i think it's supposed to be a funny show yes but it and and like I'm not going to say it's lost in translation because there's plenty of Japanese media that is actually hilarious uh, to me. I think it's just as lowbrow as it can possibly be. Yeah. So he runs into this, uh, Shishimaru runs into this street urchin old man who's, he's like 45. Like they're like, you're so old. And he's got like, only like gray hair at his temples he's really you know looks pretty good for his age yeah who gives him the
0: magical kinshasa sword again from the original lion maru the sword that turns you into a lion person um which immediately puts him into conflict with the other chosen one tiger joe who wields the evil katana ginshasa um is working for the the hitman or the, working as the hitman for Gosen, the evil sorcerer
1: from the original series, once again. Which always seems to recycle. Should be cool, but is just a bunch of dick jokes about like, I'm gonna pull my sword and like I'm gonna make orgasm noises while I unsheath it mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna be a cat man for like two seconds and beat all the bad guys and then immediately sheath my sword and complain about how I had to be a cat man.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of a a lot of uh, Shishimaru hitting on the 14 year old younger sister of the like female lead yeah, which is very bad so Saori again from the original series who is the ninja girl shows back up in this one she is just a sex worker um, who is in debt to the same mob boss that Shishimaru is into is in debt to so she has to I, I don't know she gets kidnapped every two episodes as far as I can tell also, her... the mob
1: boss is trying to decide like what his image is going to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of weird jokes about that because he's a. Uh, he cross dresses as a dominatrix for an episode. And then he's a World War II Japanese infantryman for an episode. And like every week he's in some other he's, weird
0: costume. He's the dean from Community, except he'll gouge your fucking eyes out wearing drag. Yeah. Which, again, sounds fucking awesome doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I think the problem with the show is it has a tone of this is not cool. Yeah. And uh Tokusatsu is a dorky genre and this was a cheesy old show and we're embarrassed to uh use the premise.
0: Yeah, um Tokusatsu again, especially superhero Tokusatsu, your, your Sentai shows, your Kamen Rider shows, They need to believe in themselves. Yeah. (laughs) They are a goofy premise. I will freely admit, Super Sentai is ridiculous. I love it. It's earnest. It knows what it is. It knows what it's about. It believes in its premise hard enough to just push through and just escalate, escalate, escalate that heightened sense of neon-colored monster-fighting explosions.
1: I mean, right now, I have a... Uh, clutch of custom stickers I made on Sticker App of the Yellow Ranger uh, facing off against a bowl of curry and also (laughs) the uh, photo being set on fire from Nimulin. So, like, (laughs) Tokusatsu's stupid and, like, over the top, but that's the point. Yeah. This
0: is very much a, hey, this genre is goofy and you should laugh at it, not with it. And, like, as it goes on, like I said, I got about halfway through this. I got to episode eight. Uh, <laughs> where we're starting to get flashbacks to, like, Joe's tragic past. And there's, like, actual cool things starting to happen around the edges of this show. But it always goes back to the the, the dick jokes. Like, a more interesting show is happening around
1: this show. That's, that's really unfortunate because it really, it's... What's weird is, we're going to talk about Karate Robo Zaburgar later, mm-hmm. but that is a movie that does this same thing successfully. Yeah. But I think the reason why that is is because it leans into its ridiculous premise and mm-hmm. the character doesn't ever understand that he's in an absurd So i think i think part of it is shishimaru recognizes that this is an absurd situation and doesn't want to be in it and by yeah. calling attention to the absurd premise through the whole film through the whole series you're kind of you can't really settle into the world of lion maru g even if yeah. you wanted to live in this world which i don't know who would like you can't you never have an opportunity uh and, and movies like Robo Zabrogar are so absurd but you feel in on the joke and it's just mm. kind of it's that same level of absurd intensity and like the guy's costumes are made out of silver, spray paint, ping pong balls still. Mm-hmm and even though it's this high budget CGI movie you can tell that it's made by um, it's not trying to make fun of the show it's just having fun
0: yeah um Zabrigar in comparison to zabugar is grabbing all of your old action figures off the shelf when you're you know middle aged and smashing them together like you were a little child again and having just a grand old time you know breaking out the toys for for you know your tiny son or whatever just having a weird improv session vaguely orbiting <laughs> these concepts lion mario is going hey remember that thing you liked that thing you liked is bad yeah it's it's kind of like um we that thing you
1: like now right <laughs> yeah it's like it's too into the idea that it's not good yeah. and um it's very bizarre that a show and and also by way of saying so you shouldn't like it i don't really know who it's for so yeah. like it's it's so adult in content that I don't know how this aired on prime time. And maybe that's also because I have no familiarity with Japan's standards and practices compared (laughs) to American, but it seems so blue that that I'm shocked that it would be on any time before 11 PM at night. I think
0: it did run on late night. If I had to guess, um, just based on content, it has, it's it's definitely a late night program. I don't have its information on its time slot. I do know that it ran from October first, two thousand six, to November twenty fourth, two thousand six. <laughs> they burnt off
1: thirteen episodes in eight weeks. See, that's so funny because most Toku shows. Are only a season because if they're mm-hmm. successful you just spin off to the next one so like sentai and ultraman you do a really good season and then you just maybe do a movie and move on to the next season mm-hmm. so it's really funny to hear that yeah it lasted a year like all the others no it lasted a month <laughs> this one yeah it lasted a month a month
0: and a half <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> yeah and i mean that's the they're, I mean, they're short. That's why I think it ran in late night. It's, it's a drama length. You know, J-dramas run, you know, 8 to 20 episodes. So it, it's it's right in the length there for like a, a, a late night, you know, adult-based program. It's just they burnt it off real quick. I think even the network <laughs> was not um, confident in this program. Oh, yeah. It it definitely, uh, that tracks. Yeah. So, um yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things I like enough about it to talk about for ten more minutes. The, um, fashion the good.
1: is um so it takes place in in a Neo Tokyo. So mm-hmm. like you also expect it to really lean into um Harajuku and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's really again, Shishimaru's the only one with any kind of like over-the-top fashion and again it's a joke more than anything else it's just a this guy is a total goober yeah
0: he's got that leisure suit he's got all the rings he's got the bleached hair um tiger joe kind of runs the opposite especially he's wearing you know you know black leather pants and a black vest and a black leather overcoat and he's got that weird, like, rat tail extension, that bright red rat tail. <laughs> but they also call attention to that in a weird way. Like they'll say, "Oh, he's, you know, give this to Joe. He's the one wearing an unseasonably warm coat with the weird hair extensions. And again, it's like, that, that that's just kind of, you know, peeking under your show's skirt and going, yep, that's the, that's what we are about. That's what we yeah. have here.
1: It's not a knowing wink or nod, because I yeah. like that. You know, the fact that the something strange people have the same initials as ssp like mm-hmm. that's a really good nod yeah. it's a wink to the premise but to say like hey let's look at this really stupid thing and let's look how dumb it is is, mm-hmm. is totally different
0: um there's the running gag where kosuke the uh the younger sister of Saori, um is wearing a different school's uniform every episode which they call out explicitly about two or three times and again it's just like okay. See again
1: it's like you, they don't have the the confidence in the joke to just like that's hilarious but they, the fact yeah. that they're like oh look at this joke we're doing is like okay we get it. Yeah. Was this a case where the um production company had to use the IP or they'd lose it? Kind of like what we get with latter day Hellraiser entries in the <laughs> Hellraiser franchise like if the studio doesn't make it, they don't have the rights to Pinhead anymore? Was this a case where, like, if they didn't make a show, they were going to lose Lion Maru or or anything like that? You might be honest. Now, P Productions, again, is our, is our production
0: company who also made Zabogar, the movie we like. <laughs> really? Yeah. And this is the third in the Lion Maru trilogy. So we watched... The pilot episode previously for um, Kaiketsu Lion Maru, which is the first series. There's a follow up called Fu'un Lion Maru, which follows the first set of reincarnations of these characters. Um, the original set is during the Warring States period. Fu'un is set during the um, Shogunate um, that immediately followed the Warring States period, about 100 or so years timeline wise for the show. It's like a century later. And then that came also in the 70s. It was like 74 and 75 for those two seasons. And then nothing till
1: 2006 with this. And so is my... it like, you know, Chinese democracy? Like, they, they've been out of the game so long, they didn't know what the audience wanted anymore. So, like, you have a head writer going, I know what the kid's like, and he's, like, banging out the script <laughs> and and thinking about how great he is. I have to wonder if it's a
0: situation like um, Shin Kamen Rider... Or um, metal violator hackider, where they came up with these designs, and then didn't have anything to do with them, but they knew they had this the design they had the IP they're like well, this will sell a vinyl
1: kit, this will sell a Hot Toys action figure. Yeah, I mean they're not wrong. The no. um, the character designs are excellent. Oh yeah. They belong um, in a better show. Yeah. Now, I will say, let me let me pedal back a little bit. Okay. The lion character designs are excellent. There yes. really are no um, monsters in this series. Episode six-ish, you start getting monsters. Okay, well, how are those designs? They're okay. There's
0: some, like, frog ninja guys with claws that hop around that are pretty good. Um, there's a panther lady that shows up later on that's pretty cool, but... Eh, it's not enough to rescue the show.
1: The other thing that strikes me odd... They fight the Frog
0: Ninjas about four or five times. It's really their (laughs) only monster, I think.
1: The other thing that strikes me odd is how Lion Maru and Tiger Joe in this series have helmets. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're making a Lion Maru show, why wouldn't you show glorious Lion Maru... Uh, white mane at all times. I mean, he's got the white mane going at all times. It's coming out the back of the helmet. Yeah, but just I I don't understand why you would cover up the lion face. Um, And they do
0: flashbacks to the 70s series as well with that old costume. Mm -hmm. And that's weird. (laughs) Just cut to footage from the 70s.
1: The other thing they do is they do ADR where (laughs) Shishimaru complains about the transformation while the transformation sequence is happening. He's like, what is this coming out of the back of me? Why is this happening? Oh my god, there's lightning. What is going on? Where every other toku I've seen, that's the moment where they're like, look how cool this is.
0: Mm -hmm. And like, I get it as, you know, this is a joke, but the joke doesn't land. Right. At least not
1: for me. So, who would you recommend this series to? I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard, I think we found our first bad one. I mean, yeah. look,
0: Meg and I watched some Power Rangers last week. And that was rough. <laughs> but <laughs> I think this is our first, like, legit bad tokusatsu we've sat through. And I know we're going to have others. Um, But, like, I can't even... Take the piss out of this film while we're watching it. It's just there's nothing happening.
1: Yeah, it's just joyless. I think that's the thing. Is like it's it could it's what's also strange is it's not grim dark. So the yeah. tone isn't like joyless because it's got to be this gritty show. It's just joyless in that it feels like no one on the crew wanted to make it.
0: Yeah, again, like it's not like it's not grisly. Like it's violent. And unfunny. It's trying to be like a, like a action crime comedy maybe, but the comedy's not there. But it's just it's it's just like it's it's as funny as people think Fozzie the Bear is funny. <laughs> it is literally just going waka 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 every like ten minutes or less
1: you know it reminds me of another country's show like what i keep thinking about the korean show um, vampire prosecutor and how that is what this show could be and could be awesome because that's a show that has a little bit of humor that makes it great but also Mm -hmm. that's a show where they never point out that the premise of a vampire that solves crimes is dumb so again, maybe not. <laughs> I miss Vampire Prosecutor. That is no longer streaming since uh, Drama Fever shut
0: down. Ah, it's a that's Vicky a real tragedy. Has not picked um, it up.
1: All we can hope for is a uh, Region A Blu-ray <laughs> release. God, I'll take a Region A, B, I'll take a Region Zero DVD. Anything
0: Vampire Prosecutor is a show that I would much rather spend twenty minutes talking about. So Quincy VCDs, uh, <laughs> tell me about Vampire Prosecutor because I'm, I can't think about Lion Maru gigolo any longer.
1: So Vampire Prosecutor is a South Korean drama where um have you seen the American show I Zombie? I have seen a little bit of I Zombie. Yes, I've it's read that comic. premise. It's that the vampire can taste the blood of a murder victim. And live in that Mm -hmm. victim's perspective for a couple seconds. So he uses that to solve the crime. But none of his compatriots in the police department know that that's what he... That's how he's able to solve these crimes.
0: Yeah, there's like... His close confidant is like this schlubby Columbo-esque. Korean Columbo. name, I cannot remember. Um, that knows he's a vampire and will, like, clear the regular cops out and say, okay, I've found a drop of blood for you. And then they'll run the CGI crime backwards and forwards and hunt down the uh, the murderer. And there's, like, you know, there's another vampire that he's also hunting for that did a bunch of murders, like, 20 years prior. And uh, that's kind of... That thread runs through the whole series of, like, trying to hunt down the evil
1: vampire. And because oh. it's a, a weekly drama each week there's another absurd crime so like mm-hmm. one murder is a athlete and like everyone is a different it plays a different sport and they're trying to decide like which is the best sport and mm-hmm. that's what the circumstances of the murder were yeah and like the there's another good one good. where he's a pop star that gets mm-hmm. murdered and stuff like that
0: uh, the one where the psychic is predicting the murders, but he's actually murdering people <laughs> to make his predictions come true. Yeah, yeah. That one was pretty good. Um, and it runs the same many of the same humorous beats that LimeRG does. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sex jokes. a lot of boob jokes in it because the coroner is a, you know, busty Korean model that they cast for it instead of, you know, a full-time regular actress. So everyone ogles over her. And there's, you know a lot of meat cute will they won't the sexual tension between the vampire prosecutor and the junior female prosecutor only on one side
1: <laughs> and there's also uh a too cool junior prosecutor he's like an intern mm-hmm. who gets to wear the like newest fashion and kind of is above all of this uh but again that's not what we're talking about we're talking yeah. about lion margie i <laughs> wish we were talking
0: about the entire prosecutor. a better comment a better comedic violent dramedy oh my gosh you know what quincy we need to do something good to ourselves next week yeah we we really do i've got a blu-ray of gunhead uh excellent <laughs> we're gonna, so we're gonna be back in two weeks with my favorite adaptation of a TurboGrafx-16 game ever made, <laughs> <laughs> and we're never going to talk about Lion Mario G ever again. <laughs> Let's just pretend it doesn't exist. God, this one hurt us, um, folks. Don't don't seek this one out. It's not available on DVD. It's not available on Blu-ray. Refund a fan sub of it. Um, I think the fan subbing group is also defunct. This no longer exists in a it realm. Killed you get it killed the fan subbing group. <laughs> Um, <laughs> to our to our Portuguese listeners, stick to the line Maru's you know um, shout out to our one listener in Belgium not sure what you have over there but it's going to be better than this, keep it up, keep the good work,
1: and uh, Quincy where can folks find you on the internet? I am on Instagram at Rankin Vile where I post about my VHS collection and um, horror movies excellent, and we can be found at Instagram and on uh, Twitter at Toku
0: we know. You can also find us online at, on our website, tokuenow.cast.rocks. And uh, we'll be back in another uh, couple of weeks with a good show that we like that involves giant robots and space zombies. Until then, please, everyone, take care of each other. Thanks for listening to me and Toku and everyone we know. Our show comes out twice a month at tokuweknow.cast.rocks and if I've built this correctly, you can also find us on Google, iTunes, and anywhere else that pods are cast. Our intro music is "Friendship Blast Okay" by Ryan Boyd. Make sure to check out Ryan and Quincy's other show, Rank and Vile, at rankandvile.podbean.com. It's a spooky show about scary movies, and we'll see you in two weeks.
1: So I gets a ray on